This is the Beer of the Day podcast. From Beer of the Day satellite offices in Pasadena, California. This is the Beer of the Day podcast. I came down to Southern California to visit Jeff and to record a little podcast here. And we have an interesting, unique episode today. Uh, We are going to be trying three different versions of three philosophers from Brewery Omegang, a vertical tasting of the 2011, 2013, and 2015. I'm Dallas Helliker. Joining me today, Jeff Miller. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Dallas. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm glad you're here um, because, well, it's good to see you in person, but this is a tasting that I can't really do on my own. These are three really big bottles. I've been aging these, um, like Dallas said, the oldest one since 2011. Uh, so I wanted to try these three out with somebody. So I'm glad you're here to partake. Yeah. Uh, three philosophers. I've always been a fan of this beer. I, it's been a few years since I had one. So, um, definitely seeing how they age over time, uh, will, should be interesting for sure. And we've had, you know, quite a few beers from brewery Oma gang. It's in Cooperstown, New York. I think, you know, most craft beer drinkers are familiar with Brewery Omegang. They have pretty wide distribution. I, as far as I know, it's pretty readily available across the country. So what do we start with here? Do we start at the, the newest and go farther back, or do we start at old and move to new? I was just thinking that. I kind of want to start with the youngest one, the 2015, and move backwards. Okay. Does that, that make sense? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's get going with the 2015. Um, so this version is 9.7%. Um, two of these are 9.7. One of them is going to be 9.8. I assume they haven't changed the recipe much over the years. Uh, it's kind of interesting that we got a little break with each one, too. We don't have the 2012 or 2014, so we just sort of skipped a year for each of these. What I'm going to do also as I pour this, I'm going to put um, a little bit into a small glass uh, so that we can line them up when we're done and see differences in, in color and you know appearance and whatnot. So this, um, color-wise, I assume they're going to be all very similar. Um, it is a light brown color. Um, there are some red highlights in, in there. Um, the, the head is pretty thick, about one finger of head. It's kind of a khaki colored head pretty frothy i i didn't expect it to be that sort of texture but it's pretty frothy and it's depleting pretty quickly yeah the the bubbles are all very same size bubbles small bubbles um and the lacing on the side of the glass is just incredible amount of lacing um and then it it as the the beer recedes on the glass it slowly falls down the side of the glass it's a good looking beer. And the color, I know Dallas mentioned this. It's 
pretty amber color, like a dark amber. Definitely, definitely brownish, but it's it's like a brownish red. Very beautiful appearance. Um, on the bottom, I can see the little tiny carbonation bubbles bubbles coming up from um, from the bottom of the glass. I don't have much of that. Um, I poured yours first, and you know, with these, there's going to be some yeast at the bottom of the bottle. I'm sure. I was very careful. Um, to store these vertically, which you should do with beer. Uh, you don't want to lay it on its side. Um, for most beers, you know, that, that can be important. So these have been vertical sediment. Yeast is on the bottom. I was careful trying, you know, to not pour much of that into the glass if I could avoid it. Aroma is is really strong. I'm excited for this. This is, oh, and I don't know if we, we said this, but Three Philosophers, this style of beer, it's a Belgian quad uh, with cherries added. And it's actually a unique blend. It's it's a quad that is blended with uh, a different style of the creek, the Belgian creek. So on the aroma, you get a fair amount of Belgian yeast. Um, you get some dark fruit, raisin, um, and you said it's cherry. They add yeah, they add cherries to the beer. So definitely some some dark fruit and cherry in the aroma. Yeah, for sure. And it, and it smells malty. I mean, this is going to be a a malty style of beer. Um, I get a little bit of like caramel malt in the aroma as well. So on the taste, um, it tastes a whole lot like it smells really. Um, it You get a lot of that Belgian, sweet Belgian breadiness up front. And then um, there's a surprising amount of that cherry flavor in the aftertaste. So it says on here that it's 98% ale and 2% ale with cherries so they they blend that together so it, it's a pretty small amount of cherries but that two percent uh is very noticeable yeah um overall the mouthfeel is creamy um and the taste is very even um it's you can taste the quality for sure um belgian quad is uh a little bit higher on the alcohol side and this is what, 9.7? This year is 9.7, yeah. But um, you you don't get a whole lot of uh, alcohol taste. No, it's it's extremely smooth and not alcoholic tasting at all, uh, which I think can turn some people off. Like the, the idea of a quadruple ale can be intimidating. And, you know, it's, it's a great style, but this is very smooth and drinkable. Um, pretty malty. I get a little bit of... of oak or wood flavors even though this is not barrel aged i sort of get some woodiness to it it's tasty yeah one thing i keep coming back to with each sip is the creaminess in the mouth of the mouthfeel this is a very creamy texture of, of a beer and i i would call this medium bodied i think the mouthfeel in addition to being uh creamy it's sort of warming and and this type of beer is one that you would sit down sort of a it's almost like a winter warmer in some ways. Uh, this is probably not something I would want to drink in the summertime, uh, but I think for this time of year, it's great. Agreed. What about the sweetness? Is it, uh, I was afraid it might be overly sweet, but I think I got a really nice balance in this beer and the right amount of sweetness. It's not, not too sweet, which I appreciate. There's a little bit of the Belgian candy sugar flavors, maybe some brown sugar or honey on the back end, especially in the finish, but it's not super sweet. 
and I appreciate that. Yeah, they've done a good job of of balancing it. You know, on the very first sip, I um, I thought it might be too sweet, uh, but after you, your taste buds adjust to it, um, you you don't get. I'm not. It's not overwhelming on the sweetness. All right. Well, you want to jump into the next one? Go back to 2013. Yeah, let's try it. I'm interested to see the difference here, if there is any. And again, the alcohol is the same. It's 9.7%. Um, I don't know what the IBUs are on these. It's got to be pretty low. These aren't bitter beers. Um, just looking at it, I cannot tell the difference between this beer and the previous beer. Is it a little bit darker? Uh, if, I, if I had to say, I'd say it's a little darker, but I don't think so. I th- it, it's pretty much the same. The head is the same consistency. Well, so the head, though, I think is a little more foamy on this one. Whereas the 2015 was more frothy. The bubbles in the head might be slightly larger. If uh, I was forced to decide, pick between the two, I don't know that I'd be able to tell the difference well, and, yeah. the, by visibility. And again, I got my little tasting rack here. And we're, we're pouring a little bit of each one into a small tasting glass. And so that we can compare them. And they look exactly the same. Yep. Which is good. It it's the consistency of the recipe and the brewing process. It speaks to that quality. Like I don't think you would want it to be different. Some beers you want to be different from year to year if that's what you're going for, but I think this is one they want to be consistent. Yeah. Well they must stick to that recipe. So aroma, very similar. Um is it is there less aroma? Maybe a little bit. It's a little more muted. It's hard to say because you know, the first one you smell, but then as you continue to smell it, you, your, your sense might get a little bit um, accustomed to it. So it might not be as um, as aromatic. Yeah, and, and I think that makes sense. I mean, it's it's taken down like a notch or two. And I think, you know, when you think about these beers aging... I think most beers lose some of that aroma over time as it sits there. Your, your freshest beers typically have maybe the strongest aroma. Yeah. I would, I logically, that makes sense to me. Now on the taste, I think the sweetness has mellowed out a little bit. I, I don't get, I don't think this beer is as sweet as the previous beer. And I don't think the cherry at the end is as pronounced. You're right. I agree with that completely. There's a little more of a, I don't know how to describe an aged taste, but it just it tastes like an older beer. It's a little more not not skunky, but there's a little bit of funkiness to it. It's it's good. It's still got the same maltiness. So when you drink an IPA that's a year old, the hops in the beer change markedly. Like there is, uh, they go from that fresh hop taste to a. It's more of a. It's hard to describe, but it's just a faded hop taste. Right. And I, in this is not a hoppy beer, but there is hops in it. And the hops character from this beer, albeit it's not a big part of the overall taste of the beer, that part of it is a little bit muted. You can kind of taste that um, older faded hop flavor versus um, the actual fresh hop flavor. Yeah, I agree with that too. And... I think what I notice about this one is I get a little bit more 
dark fruit flavor of some other fruits, whereas the first one had a, a very dominant cherry flavor. This one has a little bit of cherry, but I'm also picking up on a, a variety of darker fruits, like some plums or um, fig, maybe. Uh, it's just a little bit more uh, balanced and also diverse in terms of the fruit flavors. Yeah. Um, it's pretty interesting, though, that they are so similar. Um, I mean, it's obviously it's the same beer, but two years is a long time, and maybe availability of ingredients could change, or the process could change slightly, but I think they have really done their very best job that they could to ensure the consistency. So with two beers done... I already know my answer, but which one do you like better? Um, I like the fresher one. Mm, interesting. I feel the opposite. I like this one, the 2013. I like that little bit of aged flavor that I get on this. For me, the aged part of it is um, it's a little bit off-putting to me. Mm. Like I, uh, I prefer the fresher one. Well, everybody's palate is different. And that's why we're doing this, so we can see what's good. This is this is really the first vertical tasting we've ever done on the Beer of the Day podcast. You know, we've had some different beers that we've had in the past, but we've never had these lined up. We've we've done um, some canned beers versus bottled beers. That was interesting. The same beer, just different type of vehicle. Uh, but this is our first vertical tasting like this. Yes. Oh, well, we're off to a good start. All right, we are six philosophers in and three to go. When we come back, uh, we're going to tell you a little bit about the breweries we visited yesterday while I was down here in Southern California. Plus, we will do the 2011 Three Philosophers. All that when we come back. This is the Beer of the Day podcast. If you like this show and want to help us out, you can one way you can help us out is by rating and reviewing this podcast on iTunes. Um, in the iTunes store, where you go to pick your your podcasts that you're subscribed to, if you leave a rating, it helps us move up the rankings um, or a, a re review as well. And uh, we move up the rankings, and so when people search for beer podcast, then we show up higher up on the list, and you help get us more listeners. So that's one way you can definitely help us out. Uh, another way is by shopping on Amazon through the Beer of the Day website. We have a little Amazon banner on the site. You click that, do your shopping, and we get a little percentage based on what you spend. It doesn't cost you anything more. So rate and review us on iTunes, and remember to shop on Amazon through the Beer of the Day website. Incoming transmission. You've got mail. Comments this week. On the website, Gary3400, he commented on Founders Porter. Bought for the very first time a few days ago. Had one and I loved it so much, I went back and bought all they had. A great, well-balanced, dark beer. If you like porters, you will love this. Uh, I remember liking the Founders Porter quite a bit, so um, definitely... A good uh, selection there, Gary. On Facebook, uh, Jeff, a couple weeks ago, posted the 
podcast night, uh, we were doing the Brown Ales show, and um, Jeff posted uh, a picture of the recording equipment and the, the beers. Well, Zach Quartz said that Beechwood bottled an Imperial Brown Ale a while back called Rye Like an Eagle. Might be the best brown I've personally had. Um, so that's another good recommendation for that brown ale category. Uh, if you if you're able to get your hands on that one, if you're in Southern California, I've had that too, and I can uh, I can I don't know if I can say it's the best brown ale I've ever had, but it was very good. And thank you, Zach, for your comment. And uh, I agree, very good beer. If you want to leave any comments for us, you can do so on any page of the website, or you can just send it to our email at feedback at beeroftheday.com. You should follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash thebeeroftheday. We're on Twitter at Beer of the Day, and we are on Instagram at Beer of the Day site. So you can just uh, send the comments straight to there, and we will read them on a future episode of the podcast. So I'm down here in Southern California visiting Jeff in Pasadena. Um, yesterday we went to a couple breweries. Uh, you want to tell us, uh, tell them where we went, Jeff? Yeah, and we we always go to lots of breweries, and you know we're it's pretty standard whenever Dallas is visiting that we go to a few breweries. We only made it to two, uh, but we first went to McKellar in downtown LA, which I think a lot of people are familiar with. Uh, we've had a lot of McKellar beers, but it was our our first time going there um, to the LA location, my first time ever at any McKellar location, had some really good beers. I mean, they they make a lot of different styles. Um, I I had a couple New England, more Northeast style IPAs. Those were really tasty. Um, they have you know mostly McKellar beer, but they have a lot of guest taps as well. Um, I had a really good beer from Omnipolo which is a you know, personal favorite of mine, uh, that brewery that's out of Sweden, but they make a lot of the beers in the U.S. and collaborate with a lot of U.S. breweries. So that was really good. McKellar was a, a fun place. Yeah, I always like when a, uh, like Stone Brewery, they have as many guest taps as they do taps of their own beer. And when um, it just kind of shows that they're into the beer community as a whole. It's not just their own beer, but they, you know, they'll serve any beer if it's if it happens to be good. Yeah, and it was probably fifty percent guest taps, and I like that. Yeah, and then after that, after McKellar, we went to Indie Brewing Company, which is in Boyle Heights. It's a little bit east of downtown LA. Um, it's a small brewer, LA brewery. We've had some of their beers before. Uh, they make some tasty IPAs. And so that was a cool place to go hang out. Uh, again, a pretty small up-and-coming brewery, uh, but making really good beer. Yeah, that IPA that we bought in the can, uh, well, after we got home last night, I drank like three or four of them. Yeah. And uh, quite tasty. I think it was called the Del Rey IPA. It's yes. very good. Um, Indie Brewing Company making good beer. Um, I'm glad to finally stop in there yesterday. Yep. Okay, well, let's move into the last three philosophers. This is from 2011. So this is one I've, I've obviously held on to for a while. Um, I've even brought it with me when I moved. And so it's uh, been looking forward to this. This, this is, you know, lo- not a lot of beers age well. I guess we should talk about what, you know, st- styles of beer that age well. Obviously, some beers you don't want to age 
Um, but these higher alcohol beers tend to do pretty well if you age them. Definitely barrel-aged beers do well and sort of evolve over time. This, again, is not barrel-aged, but this is, I think, a style that, you know, the Belgian quad, I think most people would say that it would do pretty well over time. Yeah, now 2011, seven years, is quite a long time to be aging a beer. Yeah, that's why we really had to do this, because (laughs) I didn't know if I could wait another year. I thought about trying to get the 2017, which I actually don't know if it's out yet, because all I find is the 2016. Um, I assume it's out, but maybe just not distributed to California yet. Uh, But it was sort of getting to the point where we had to drink this 2011, because another year or two, it might not be good. Yeah, now on the pour on this one, it it looks exactly the same as the previous two. Uh, One thing I do notice, though, is that the head on this one seems to dissipate more quickly than the previous two. Yeah, and I think it's darker in color. Um, When I swirl it around a little bit, mine and Dallas's look a little bit different. Swirl that around, Dallas, see what happens. Swirling. Um, It's a little bit more off-white like light khaki light tan color i think it is a darker colored head than the the other two versions could be um it's pretty neat though when you i switched it around like that and now all of a sudden i have half a finger of head again yeah uh after it had completely dissipated before and the head is fairly uh foamy creamy looking now we on the second one I noticed that the aroma was less so than the first one, and I wonder if the trend continues on, on this one. I don't know. This has a pretty pretty good aroma. It's pretty strong. Yeah, I, I would say it's more ar- aromatic than the 2013, but maybe less than the 2015. Or is it even less aroma? I think it's a little bit less. Maybe it needs to open up a little. We should have put it in a decanter. Maybe. (laughs) So color is, again, really the exact same. It is a dark amber color, reddish brown. They're lined up here, and all three are really the exact same color. Don't you think? Yep, I do. Uh, On the taste... I really can't distinguish it from the previous one we had. The The 2011 and the 2013 taste remarkably same to me. Um, I talked about the faded hop flavor and the, the less prevalence of the cherry uh, at, on the finish. Um, but I don't see that same drop-off. There was a drop-off between the fresh one and the one that was two years old or two years older two years older and then now this one is even two years older than that but i don't see uh as much of a difference between this and the 2013 yeah i don't see a ton of difference um this one is 9.8 percent uh they i think they must have altered the recipe at some point where it went from 9.8 to 9.7 uh 9.8 percent not that that's a noticeable difference it it has that sort of age taste I think what I get in this one is the mouthfeel is a little bit thicker to me. It's not viscous, but I think there's a little bit higher viscosity with this one than the previous two. 
just a little bit. Could be, yeah. Um, I do think, though, that the the interesting thing for me is that these this beer that we're drinking now is seven years old, but it is completely drinkable. Like, yeah. um, if if I was just taking a sip of it and I didn't know what it was, I would not know that this was an aged beer. Um, I, I think that uh, it must be a beer that keeps well. You know, there'd, there'd be no problem serving. You know, keeping this for years and then and then serving it. Yeah, I'm I'm really satisfied. I think in the back of my mind, I had this fear that this beer being seven years old wouldn't be good and you know it does reach a point where beer is no good and we don't know what that is of course but i think based on tasting this it it could be good for another few years if we hadn't opened it yeah put the cork back in it throw it back in there (laughs) that'll change things but yeah i'm happy it's tasty it's you know the the flavor is not that much different again it's it's a malty Slightly, slightly sweet. Do you think this one's a little bit sweeter? There's some caramel sweetness, caramel malt. Yeah, there. It's definitely caramel sweetness. Um, it's just for me the the lack of cherry on this one is very noticeable compared to that first one. Absolutely, this has the least amount of cherry flavor out of all three, and and maybe that flavor is sort of like the hops where the. You know, we know that hops will fade over time. Maybe the cherry flavors fade a little bit too. Yeah, I, I would believe that. I mean, it's still noticeable, but, you know, if I didn't know cherries were in this and I had to describe a fruit, I don't know if cherry would be the first fruit that comes to mind. No, the the more dark fruit, Belgian um, type of currant, raisin type of flavors, I would say more so than cherry on this aged one. Right. Whereas cherry is immediately noticeable on the first one. Yeah. Um, and and we said this before, but I think the distribution has definitely picked up of this beer. These are all large bottles. Um, I noticed that they now make this in a four-pack. And so you can go out and buy the 2016, maybe the 2017 in four-packs of smaller bottles, obviously. Uh, but in the past, they only made these large bottles and that's good that's you know why we're sharing these yeah yep this is definitely a quality beer and uh it holds up over time with just very slight differentiation all right well let's uh, pick our favorite beer of the day jeff which one if you're stuck on a desert island and you only get to have one of these beers which one is it well we're not going to recap the beers just kidding it's not much to recap here but it again we we started with the 2015 and then the 2013, and then the 2011. You know, they were they were all good. Um, I am going to go with the 2013 as my favorite. I think, it, not that the 2011 was bad by any means, but maybe aging it four to five years is sort of the right number. I really like the, the flavor on that one. I liked a little bit of the aging, the less fresh flavor for this particular style. Um, so they were all all good, but if I could only take one with me to that stranded on an island, it's going to be the 2013. And I'm going to stick with what I said before and go with the most recent one, 2015. Um, I I like the the uh, the more prevalent cherry flavor, um, and I what hops there are, th- having them be a little bit more fresh seems to work well for me. So. The, the more recent one is uh, 
the one I'm going to pick. And I think that that makes sense. I, I understand why you picked that. I'm actually surprised that I picked the one in the middle. I thought I would pick either the oldest or the youngest. It's a little odd to pick the one in the middle, but for whatever reason, that one just has the right balance of flavor for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, some at some point, it will reach a point where it's too old, right? And maybe the 2011 is closer to that point than the 2013. Could be. But um, maybe the, it's old enough to have a little bit more of the balance between the... Um, with the with the flavors i think one of my takeaways and maybe i should have done this prior to us tasting the beer is i kind of want to contact brewery omegang and ask them what they recommend in terms of cellaring and aging their beer um, you know because like if you contact a winery or somewhere like that they can typically tell you how long they recommend you age it and the point where you should no longer age it and just drink the damn thing um I wonder if Oma Gang would tell us that information also. So I'm gonna I'm gonna contact them and see what they say. And when we post these as beers of the day, and you know, maybe we'll have some more information to share. Sounds good. All right, that's gonna close out the three philosophers of vertical tasting. We thank you for tuning in and remind you to check out our website, beerdaytoday.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and leave us your comments on the site. We look forward to hearing from you. Uh, we will be back in a couple of weeks. Um, we got some shows coming up, uh, a sour show. We have... Um, some other ones in the works I, I don't know exactly what the next one will be but we'll figure that out and uh, we'll see you next time for Jeff Miller I'm Dallas Helliker you've been listening to the Beer of the Day podcast adios everyone